Um, excuse me, Mr. Nicholson? Jack? It's, um, it's, uh, it's time, time for the Joel Mahalik Show. <clears throat> Let me explain something to you. Whenever you come in here and interrupt me, you're breaking my concentration. You're distracting me. And it will then take me time to get back to where I was. Understand? Well, hello out there, all you awesome people, and welcome to the Joel Mahalik Show. I'm so glad that you're here, and I appreciate that. And so I welcome you with arms wide open. And, yeah, so what, I use the song title. Uh, glad to have you here. It is my program, and I thank you for listening. You're probably over there at joelmahalik.com. Hey, that's where it's at, joelmahalik.com. And if you're new to the show, I'll tell you that the last name is spelled M-I-C-H-A-L-E-C. So joelmahalik.com, that's where you can go to get all the information, including how to get to my social networks. And once you get to the page, you're staring down the barrel of the whole list of podcasts. So you can go there to listen and then you can further go to Spreaker and you can download them and listen to them on demand and whatever you want to do. Uh, also, follow me at Facebook at JM Talk and Twitter at WQYB Radio. Uh, that's the two big spots I hang out. I told you last week I would find out my Instagram and I don't know. I think you, I, I, I think you can look me up at Joel M. I think that's it. I looked at it. And I was uh, looking for where I find my handle, because that's what they call it, right? I mean, at JM Talk and at WQIB Radio, they are handles. Not really using it. They're usernames, but they're, they're handles. We're linked today by handles. You know what's funny about that, that we're linked by handles on social media? You know, back in the day... The original, well, maybe not the original, but the older, more mature social media known as CB, Citizens Band Radio, you had handles. So then we go through this evolutionary process of life going there, and we end up winding, we come right back to handles on social media. So the handles over here are at Jam Talk. For Facebook and WQIB Radio for Twitter. So, you know, be hunt, be you know, be funny. Hashtag Breaker Breaker. <laughs> anyway, glad you're here. Uh, welcome to the program. It is another week gone by. Uh, a challenging week in many ways, uh, personally. Um, and uh, the the weather continues to be. Weird. We had a great week during the week here. And then uh, what happened was, is like Friday, it started getting humid. And then it was humid today. or um, It was humid Friday. It was humid on yesterday. And then we got some rain in the evening. And 
I just don't feel like Mother Nature is cooperating at all this year. I'm trying to get my roof done, and we, we had to cancel, and then we set some new dates, so now we're looking at hopefully we get it done on the new dates. But, uh, you know, you can't do a roof when it's wet. I mean, it, great if it's not raining, but if it had just rained, you can't, as I'm told, because we're doing it ourselves, so I'm told, you can't rip a wet roof off, and then you get your sheaths or your planks or your plywood, however you want to phrase that, get them wet, and then put paper down on wet boards so i just want it done you know i'm at that point where i just want it done home ownership has become a thorn in my side as of late so anyway um later on on the program i said last week that i was laboring laboring over the wombat of the week Juggling between two. And of course it turned out to be the human Ken doll last week on the show. And so this week, the other one that I was suffering with is this week's Wombat of the Week. So in that respect, it was an easy week because I did not even have to seek out and search. And it was good. I guess everyone's on vacation because nobody sent me any Wombats in the email this week. So, um, so the great thing is, later on tonight, you're going to hear the Call it the runner-up, the replacement, however you want to phrase it. The one that took a backseat to last week's Kenda will be tonight, later on on the program. So that's coming up later. Uh, so what else is going on? Let's see, folks. I am like three-ish and change weeks into my not being on Facebook. Uh, obviously, I have the Facebook page. And I have some client pages. So, I'm, I mean, you, as I as I said, if you were here last week, the week before, you can't really disappear from Facebook when you're managing pages. So, I, you know, but I've taken the app off the phone. Uh, I don't visit the personal Facebook side of it. Uh, just the other night, for the first time in a couple of weeks, I actually cross-posted something from the Facebook page for the show over to my personal. That's about it. I'm not visiting. I'm not reading. And life is, is so much better. Not that... Facebook had a large impact on me. From my standpoint, I was just tired of like seeing the drama and the bickering and the fake news and the political garbage. You know, it, it, as I said before, you might have heard me say this before. If you're new tonight to the show, welcome. Thanks for joining us. It's the it's the anti-social media, right? It's the anti-social. It's not social media. It's anti-social. Because when you bicker and fight and complain and spread fake news and you're just being anti-social you're just being a brat and i'm doing pretty good without it so not that i visited a lot but just not looking at a statement that maybe dwells on you throughout the day you look at something on facebook and then you're like you know that's just sometimes you get into a, a situation where that statement just bothers you and so i don't have that and it's so far pretty successful uh, I, I do need to cross-post more because I don't want the people that I had on the personal side to forget that I'm over here on the on the show side. And you know, I want them to be able to come over and know what's going on. So I do have to do that better. Um, so I've just been hanging out on like the Facebook page for the show, which cross-posts to Twitter. And I've been hanging out a little bit on, on Instagram. 
And it's it, it, there is a weirdness about it because there's you're usually your largest social media network, I would think, would be either Twitter and then Facebook or vice versa. And so when you uh, take that out of the mix, uh, there is a bit of a change, you know, from the norm. And so I do notice that. Uh, so it's it's like I miss it in such a way that it was something to do. So I end up playing more solitaire. <laughs> Try Peaks, my favorite. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's my guilty pleasure, man. Try Peak Solitaire. So I end up playing more solitaire since I'm not frequenting Facebook anymore other than the Facebook pages and the page manager app. So there you have it. That's my quick story on uh, updating my Facebook. I don't want to call it a boycott. I have nothing against them except I don't I don't need to be there. My life doesn't need to revolve around it and I don't need it revolving around me. So and there you have it. But uh, so how did I get there? I don't know. I'm just updating you on things in my life. That's all. I'm just updating you. So let's talk about uh, something we do every week or something I do, and hopefully you enjoy it. Uh, the days of the year. What what are we celebrating today? Okay, so today is Ice Tea Day. Now, probably a, a good celebration to have in the month of June. Uh, consequently, it's also Ice Tea Month. So, you know, and, and listen, if you want it to be the Long Island style, it's up to you. Uh, I kind of like, uh, well, you know, as a diabetic, I, I, I drink um, uh, uh, the, the Crystal Light version of teas. Or uh, I, My wife makes an uh, incredible sweet tea uh, for diabetics made with sucralose, otherwise known as Splenda. And it's just unbelievable. Um, so today would be the day if you're barbecuing. It's Sunday. Most areas of the country are in pretty good weather shape. So you can stir up a pitcher of iced tea and have that with your barbecue. For some reason, somebody decided that we should have a day for ballpoint pens. And today is that day. So we, we go from celebrating iced tea to celebrating the ballpoint pen. I have no idea why we do that, but... There it is. So, uh, also, some other things I wanted to point out uh, for the month of June is we're celebrating Dairy Month. Uh, I like dairy. I I, I don't handle dairy without lactate pills or, you you know, so you have to have those dairy enzymes. And what's amazing is a lot of people don't know this. I read an article that said that the human body is not actually able to process animal milk. So, I used to think that I was odd. I've been lactose intolerant since I was about 12. Yes, you can either be born with it or you can be okay for a while until it catches up to you. And I believe it caught up to me at 12 because I used to eat dairy like a mug. You know what I'm saying? But... Uh, I have to use these pills. And they they do allow me to have dairy. I'm very comfortable with it, which is good because I'm a cheese lover. But we're we're celebrating Dairy Month. 
And, um, you know, show of hands out there. Raise your hand in front of your computer. Are you lactose intolerant like I am? All right. Charlie and Mary and... <laughs> okay, also, Great Outdoors Month. Another good month for that. I mean, if you're going to have some sort of celebration for a Great Outdoors Month. And I think that's a good idea to have that because... Obviously, in today's society, we're not getting outdoors enough. You know, we're stuck to these electronic devices. We're stuck to these gaming systems. We're glued to the television set. And we don't get outside enough. We go outside when we have to cut the grass. We go outside when we have to get something done outside the house. Kids, children, we're letting them get into the electronic devices at too early an age. And then they're virtual zombies. Then they're glued to it, and that's how it gets started. And then they don't go outside and play. Be creative. Man, remember? Who remembers being younger and having to use creativity in your mind to have fun? Who remembers going outside until it was either time to come in and eat or time to come in because the street lights were on? Who remembers that stuff? And that's not done anymore. That is not done anymore. And that's something that should be done. We need to become more active. You know what else doesn't happen enough anymore? Camping. Camping has gone down. You know, used to be the, the thing. Family camping trips. Man. We couldn't wait. When we were kids, we could not wait till the family camping trips came up. And, of course, we caravanned with multiple families. You know, aunts and uncles and cousins. We all kind of got together and we convoyed to different places to go camping. That's how, that, that's how we did. That's how we rolled back in the day. And that way you had plenty of activity, plenty of people to have activities with. And, you know, we were outside. We weren't in these $500,000 RVs. We were outside, we were in tents and pop-up campers where there was no room to hang out in a pop-up camper. And they were the days, man. So I'm all for this activity month, Great Outdoors Month, and I think we need to really, you know, get a handle on that again. We need to find ourselves one with nature again. Um, so it's also Post-Traumatic Stress Disorder Awareness Month, PTSD. Very Horrible condition. A very horrible condition affects a lot of people. So this is the awareness month for that. Again, this is something that we should be aware of all year long. You know, but the the way we are is we need to set aside a month or a day for this awareness or this celebrate. I mean, like, it's candy month in June. Why are we celebrating candy? What has candy done for anybody? I'm a diabetic. What has candy ever done for me? Except apparently helped with genetics, but helped ruin the way my body processes sugars. So why are we celebrating candy month? Take that off and give more concentration and more focus on the PTSD awareness. How about that? That would be my suggestion. And finally, this month, take note that it's audiobook month. Now, here's something I can get behind. Books on tape. Audiobooks used to be called books on tape. 
Anybody remember that? I used to have a job that was 75 miles one way from my house, from door to door. So that's 150 miles a day, six days a week. And I used to go to the library and get books on tape. And I used to love listening to them on the ride. You know what? It didn't make the ride feel like that. So now you have audiobooks, and it's audiobook month. So if you've never experienced it, audiobooks, books on tape are really cool. Now, if you don't have a good person reading them, that could make the experience terrible. Terrible. For instance, Nelson DeMille has a character he writes called John Corey. And every John Corey book has been read by Scott Brick. I had him on my old show, Behind the Mic. I interviewed him. Great guy. Great voice actor. And, you, you know, he's so good at what he does that you cannot imagine anyone else reading this character. So when you get into an audiobook and you feel like that about the person reading it, like you can't imagine anyone else reading this book, that's a good audiobook. And if you never experienced an audiobook, it is really cool. It does help pass the time because now audiobooks, you can have them on your phone, your iPod, you know, uh, whatever listening device that you can hook up with an audiobook, uh, you know, app. And then you can, you take walks around the neighborhood, you're listening to an audiobook, you don't even know the walk happened. Yeah, that's the cool thing about it. It passes time. And it's and, and it again, it's really cool. Like you know, I, I I read certain genres, and so far, I'm been pretty happy with everybody who's read for the genre. I mean, I'm into uh, you know, I like the the crime thrillers, and I like the horror and the thrillers and stuff like that. And it just seems I still like to read. Don't get me wrong, I still like to read a good book. So I still like to have that book in front of me and read it and. You know, turn a page. You can't listen to an audiobook and go, yeah, this is a real page turner. You can't do that. I mean, you can, but it doesn't make sense. A real page turner is when you're, when you have a book that you can't put down. That's a real page turner for you. So, um, so they are the days of the year, the things that we're talking about this month. And uh, not much really going on today, Sunday, in the days. But, you know, some interesting things going on this month. And we just want you to be aware of those things. So, cool stuff. Later on on the program tonight, uh, we have the Wombat of the Week, of course. We'll be talking about the story that could have been in last week's slot. But that was beaten out. And so this is like a treat for me to deliver this to you. Because this is the other one. So that's pretty cool. So I'm going to take a quick break. And have a sip of my tea. Because it's iced tea day. So I got my tall glass of iced tea. And why don't you grab yourself a sip. And I'll meet you right back here. In about 65, 70 seconds. Something like that. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat. And apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable. But how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Broadcasting from a crummy little studio in Baltimore, Maryland. 
This is Reality One Radio. You see why we need your donations? Welcome back to the program, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. It is the Joel Mahalik Show. I'm Joel Mahalik, welcoming you here. Thanks for stopping in and taking a listen to the program. Hey, you can join me on joelmahalik.com. That is where you'll find all the goodies uh, as far as social media outlets, the news, which you know, I, I got to update the news on the site. That reminds me. But uh, you can also, you're faced with, as soon as you hit the homepage, you're faced with the offerings of the podcasts. So if you're here right now on Sunday night, you're listening to it there because you can go to joelmahalik.com and just press play. Hashtag just press play. That's one of the hashtags that we use. So you're aware that you go to the site and you just hit play. Uh, Also, you can join me on Facebook at JM Talk. Or over there at Twitter at WQYB Radio. And hey, stop by and say hello. Let me know you're out there. And uh, we appreciate all the feedback that um, I get. I, I keep interchanging I and we, right? And that's because we have a relationship here. You and I. You and me. We. So uh, I do appreciate all the feedback that I get each week on the program. So thank you very, very much. So continuing on on our discussion tonight... Um, changing the tune a little bit. Don't forget, later on on the show is the Wombat of the Week. You don't want to miss that one, folks. That's going to be a good one. But um, right now I want to talk about uh, something that I've been thinking about for several weeks, and longer than that, but several weeks just to discuss on the show for a segment. And it comes down to our role, our responsibility uh, here in society, our responsibility to the planet, uh, and it has to do with like pollution. You know, I just don't understand why people are so careless that they just throw trash on the ground and throw trash in the water. You know. This week at work, two days at work this week, you know, we have a nice uh, tree-lined area, a little wooded area with a creek running through it, and it's right, it edges the parking lot at work. And two times this week I went down there just to look at the water for a second, and I'm picking up fast food cups, fast food trash along the banks. And, you know, uh, what's the purpose? Why can't you wait till you find a trash can? You know, this is this is a moral responsibility of everybody. You know, not all this trash is biodegradable. What about all the plastics that are being thrown in the ocean? I saw a very troubling video last week uh, that I, I, I'll try to find again and then share it to the page. And I think it was down, it was down in I think the Caribbean or down somewhere like in the eastern or the western Caribbean. I forget it, uh, what uh, area of violence. It does stipulate in the video. And they're scuba divers, and they're just kind of floating, they're just swimming around, and they're just capturing video of just all this plastic trash around them. 
and it, it was, uh, I, it, it's hard for me to put into words. It's hard for me to express to you in words what it was like uh, that they were, and I just couldn't believe it. You know, plastic is not biodegradable. And so there's so much more damage than me picking up that paper fast food cup the other day is really nothing compared to the damage of plastic in the ocean because not only are you polluting the ocean, okay, you're also affecting maritime life. You're affecting fish. You're affecting the whales. You know, what if the whales are eating this? Okay, because then that affects them because they can't digest that. You know, every piece of the ecosystem, every piece of nature is needed in some form or other. Even ticks. I mean, we talked about ticks and we, what use does a tick have? Somehow, because they're here, they have some contributing factor. Every living thing contributes to the entire package. And when I saw that video, the amount of trash floating down there in the Caribbean. I've been to the Caribbean quite quite a bit on cruises. This isn't something I've never seen on my cruises, thank God. But watching that video disgusted me. Now, there are uh, organizations, obviously, that are out there that, that try to do cleanup. And uh, they do, you know, a pretty decent job. Uh, one in particular called Four Ocean started by two friends who were surfers and just got fed up with the trash. And so they got a fleet of ships. It turns out there's only, I, I think, a half a dozen, maybe a couple more ships. And they go out and they basically, you know, they have divers and, and you know, they go out and they kind of get the trash out of the ocean in spots. They do spots. They'll go here. They'll go there. They'll do this area, that area. Uh, you know, and they're called for ocean. I actually contacted them like three times to be on the program because I, I, I like what they do, but no response. I mean, I get, when I was on Facebook, I get their ads all over my Facebook to buy their bracelets made out of the plastic they're recycling, by the way. And I wanted to, not so much the bracelets, but I wanted to focus on what they're doing. And, you know, three contacts out, zero contacts in. Uh, I say shame on them. I think that any outlet, big or small, that wants to talk about something you're doing for the common good deserves feedback. So uh, I am disappointed that they didn't get back to me. But I'm, it's not going to stop me from talking to you about this problem. You know, there's this, there's this large plastic floating dump in the Pacific called the Great Pacific Plastic uh, Dump or something like that. And it's like the size of Texas. And it's just swirling around and floating around the Pacific. Can't we get some countries together and say, listen, let's go get it? Because what is that doing to the ecosystem? I mean, this is everybody's individual responsibility, moral responsibility to throw your trash out. And if you care enough, recycle. I know people that uh, don't give a hoot about recycling. I, I feel sorry for them. But don't you think 
when there's a load of plastic the size of the state of Texas floating around the ocean, we can't get a couple countries together and say, hey, let's go get this and turn it into recycled goods. I mean, you know, recycled goods. That plastic could be doing so many different things rather than floating out there, poisoning the ecosystem. Why can't the United States and and Canada and I don't know, like get a co you know takes no time to put a coalition together to go bomb a country. But we can't put a coalition together to go pull plastic out of the ocean. That's killing the ecosystem. We can't do that. Why? Because there's no money in it for them. So we have these volunteer groups that go out and try to raise money and do something, but they can only do small things. They can only do this area or that area. I mean, and it does have to start somewhere, and I'm grateful for all these organizations that go out and do these cleanups and things. I I, I am grateful to them. But, you know, it's at some point we have to realize it's just not enough. Governments have to get involved. They can do it on a mass scale, and guess what? It costs a fraction of bombing a small country. It costs a fraction of bombing a country. And it's okay to do something to just feel good about. You don't have to do something all the time that puts money in your pocket. You can do something that just feels good. Something that's good for your fellow man and woman. You can. You know? I mean, I can pick up trash all day long when I see it. If I'm out walking my dog or whatever. I can, And I do. And that's a start. But we all have to do that. These groups that do highway cleanups, first of all, I think it's a great thing. Great. The bad news is, you don't always see them out there. Where are you at? I see your sign. That's great that you got a sign up on a highway. But I never see you out there cleaning it. You know, I drive down the, the, the highway that runs right out in front of my development I can drive down that highway, and I can't believe the amount of plastic on both sides of the road. And guess what? There's at least, from one end to the other, three different signs up, three different companies sponsoring a section on highway. Where are you at when it means something? You can't just, it's not a marketing thing, I'm sorry. It's not a marketing thing. You gotta do. You have got to do Otherwise, it's just some lousy marketing scheme that got your name on a blue and white sign saying, hey, we sponsor this highway. Imagine how much better you look when people are driving down a highway and they notice how clean and nice it looks. It starts with everyone. And then we get this thing rolling. We get a rolling thing going. Because everybody's participating. Everybody's doing something. You know, but we have all these groups out there that doing stuff. But we need it on a bigger scale. And if the governments won't come together to do something, why don't all these small organizations come together and form one giant conglomerate to get it done? Imagine what we could do. 
imagine what we can do. I don't buy into the global warming thing because we live on a planet that every so many whatever years it is goes through these cycles with with the climate. Sure, we're probably damaging it a little bit faster in the grand scheme of clock things by polluting the air, but pollution, I believe in that. I can get behind cleaning up pollution. I can get behind cleaning up the trash. What happens pretty soon when there's nothing in the ocean that we can eat? Not that I have to worry about it because I don't really eat seafood, but what I'm saying is eventually we'll run out of food because we've killed all the sea life because we threw trash out there in the ocean. And it's amazing. And it doesn't all float. The video I saw last week, the trash was at every level from the surface to the floor of the ocean. It was just all over the place. I, I still I still cannot put into words what it looked like. So I will have to find this video and I'll share it on the Facebook page at JM Talk. Because you should be as disgusted as I am. And donating to these groups, one way or the other, however they do donations, which is great, but we we need to do more. And I really do believe that there's a responsibility of governments to come together to take care of the bigger issue, like the Great Pacific Dump. I really think that there is a higher responsibility there. So, that's that. I mean, that's that. I mean, in a nutshell. I know I sound a little angered about it, but I, I am a little bit. I am a lot bit. I'm a lot bit angered about it. You know, have you ever gone to a beach and just, like, I don't know. Like, I have noticed from childhood to now, being a beachgoer, I have noticed the change in what that part of the ecosystem looks like. Beaches don't look the same. The water doesn't look the same. There's something weird about the water. You know, you ever go to water that you used to swim in, like a bay or something, and go back to it now and look at it and go, ah, I don't know if I want to go in. You can see it. It takes its toll. So you can see it. If you look. But too many people are blinded by cell phones and, of course, the hustle and bustle of life today. Don't get me wrong. I'm caught up in it, too. I, I, I get it. But how many of you, how many of us can stop and say, you know what? I picked up some garbage today that was just laying around. Because God knows where that, that cup would have blown to. And then what creature may have gotten a hold of it, eaten it, damaged their system. Every part of the system works as a whole. And so just to recap, I just think it's it's on all of us. It is on all of us. You know, obviously you can go all the way back to early man. You know, they didn't have much trash because they used the resources around them. 
So we've come all this way. We've had all these uh, revolutions, industrial revolution, and you know the all these different periods and eras of time, and we've we've created things, and we've made this, and we made we created the trash over time. We've created the trash, and so we're responsible for getting rid of the trash, one way or another. And I sometimes, I mean, I, I know it's equal. I know trash on the ground is equal to trash in the ocean. But I just feel like the trash in the ocean, which is what triggered my thought process here, I just think that's a little bit more important. But it's all equally important. And it's up to all of us. It's up to you, it's up to me to pick up some trash, to do the right thing. To recycle when you can. And that will help. If we all do that little bit here and a little bit there, that helps the bigger picture. Then when you take all these individuals that are doing something individual that's good for the, the problem, and then you have these all these little organizations that are doing their part, then all of a sudden you got that big conglomerate in all these different pieces and facets. Doing... All this for the common good. So it's on all of us. And I challenge you. I challenge everybody here to try to make that one difference. You see something, pick it up. Listen, I carry uh, the medical sterile gloves in my car. Because if I'm walking Molly, the internet's most famous now, so down at the park, I'll pick up trash. It looks better. It's better for the environment. And damn it, you'll feel better about it. But anyway, that's my spiel. I'm hoping that y'all can help me out. So, all right. Please, think of the environment. I know this is cliche, but what kind of planet are we leaving for the next generation? Not a very good one. All right, so coming up after the break, we're going to have the Wombat of the Week. And uh, this one is a, this one's a dinger. Of course, that's what I said last week about last week. So, and that's because we had two dingers. So, this is the second dinger, and you get it this week on the program. So, the website is joelmahalik.com, and Facebook is JM Talk. And I'm Joel Mahalik, and I'll be back right after this. So, I use my computer every day. I'm not even sure how I get along without it. But I wasn't prepared for a virus. A Trojan, they called it. One night I'm cruising along, and the next night I can't do anything. I was afraid it was going to cost me a fortune. Boy, was I surprised. They had me back up and running the same day I called them. I really like PC Tech Rescue. And you know what? My wallet likes them too. Are you troubled by computer problems? PC Tech Rescue should be your very next call. Whether the problem is viruses, hardware, software, or any other issue, they can diagnose your problem and have you back up and running fast. With more than 25 years of industry experience, you can be sure you are getting dependable and affordable service. Call today, 484-429-6061, or email us at pctechrescue at gmail.com.
Welcome back, everybody. It's the Joe Mahalik Show. Thanks for being here. We have made it. We have made it to the final stretch of tonight's program. So listen up and enjoy. Hey, join me at joelmahalik.com. That's the website where it all takes place. Also, you can catch me at Facebook at JM Talk and Twitter at WQYB Radio. Later on, no, later on, not, not much later on because there's not much later left in the program, but coming up shortly is the Wombat of the Week, and uh, you can get involved in that process, and I'll share those details with you when we get to that segment, which is actually coming up fairly quick. Right now, though, I, I, I got an email uh, from a listener, and I did email him back. And gave him a response, and I told him I was going to read the email in the air, and I because I thought that'd be cool, right? Reader, uh, listener, email. Here we go, and he agreed. He said that was okay, and um, so that's what I'm going to do. So, you know, if you have a question, I don't care if it's something tech like this one is, if it's something about life, I don't care. I'll give you advice whether you like it or not. I don't know, but it gives us something to do on the program. It gives us something new and exciting to do. So. Um, this is an email I got during the course of this past week. It says, Hey, Joel, been listening to you since the days of Behind the Mic, and I know you talk about your job in tech, so I had a question for you. What can a person do to stop unknown callers on the cell phone? They are always stupid pre-recorded messages. What say you? Signed, Chad and Phoenix. Well, Chad, first of all, thanks for hanging out with me that long. Uh, I don't know how long that was, but we did 10 years <laughs> 10 years of behind the mic. So thanks a lot from whenever you jumped on. And as far as this, this is an interesting question because there's really nothing you can do, you know, uh, in technology all day, every day, it's like cybersecurity, cybersecurity, malware, spyware, you know, the crypto calls and the emails and the phishing scams and everything's a scam. And when it boils right down to it, with these phone calls you get on your cellular devices, it's sort of the same thing, you know. Uh, you do have your you do have your flat out scams that try to call you, and then you get marketing calls and sales calls and robo calls, and especially during election time, your robo calls go up. What can you do? Really can't do anything. There used to be a thing called the Do Not Call Registry, which is still out there, but I'm on it and it does not work. So I'm not reading an article here saying that the do not call registry doesn't work. I'm telling you that my phones are on it and it does not work. And so I, here's what I do. This is the best thing you can do, Chad, and everyone else listening. They'll usually come up unknown caller. And if they don't leave a message, then it wasn't all that important. If I get a call that's an unknown caller and I don't answer it because I don't know who it is, and then they leave a message and it's like Bob from Parks, okay, well now I'm, I'm going to call Bob back, have my conversation with him, I'm going to put Bob into my address book, my contacts list. And that way the next time Bob calls me, I'll know that it's Bob. And, you know, and that's how I combat that. I used to, and still maybe a little bit, go into my phone, and I block phone numbers once I determine that they're nobody. But after a while, 
I mean, it can go both ways. It can just become repetitious and you're okay with that or it can become mundane. So if you don't do that, and most services will have something where you can go in and create a block list. But the thing is, if people are trying to scam you or sell you stuff, they have multiple virtual phone numbers. If you block this one, they'll call you from the next one. So that's that's what I do. If If I don't know the number... I hit silent or I hang it up. If they leave a voicemail, that means it must be somewhat important. And then when I listen to the voicemail, then I'll react. Is this somebody I put in my contacts? Is it someone who left a message because, uh, and it's still BS and I still won't do anything more with that. But that's how I handle it. That would That's, that's what I recommend. People go, aren't you going to answer that? No, it's an unknown phone number. I'm not going to answer it means I don't know them so just hand you can handle it that way you can block most carriers will allow you to set up a block list and just keep blocking them that's to me that's just futile if they don't get you from one number they're calling at they'll have others to call at so that's not a good idea either so then what I do is I just manage it by deciding whether it's important enough to put into my contacts so the next time you call, I know who you are. And that's why I have a lot of contacts. It might be somebody that I talk to once a year. But I know who it is when they call, unless, of course, they change their number, and then we're going through the same process again. But to me, that's the easier process. So there you have it. And thank you very much, Chad, for writing in. And for anyone else, if you want to write me, I'm always giving out the information. I'm sorry I didn't do so with this whole show yet. But you can email me at joelmahalikradio at gmail.com. That's where Chad found me. And uh, you can also um, send email to uh, wombat at joelmahalik.com. But I'll get to, I'll get to that uh, in a bit as to why. Um, so, yeah. Thanks, Chad. Appreciate it. Right in, dudes. I will answer your question. You may not like it, but I'll do it. <laughs> okay? Joel Mahalik presents Dear Joel. Anyway, so moving, <laughs> moving along. <laughs> uh, this is this is the one, man. This is the other story that had me stressing over what Wombat was going to be the Wombat of the Week last week. Now... I told you earlier, there's ways to participate in this Wombat of the Week. What is Wombat of the Week? Hey, Joel, I just tuned in tonight for the first time. What are you talking about? Please explain. Okay, well, Wombat of the Week is our segment of talking about stupid people doing stupid things. It shows up in the news. Always stupid people doing stupid things in the news. So what I do is I comb through and I find one, and I, or I find a couple, and I kind of juggle them around, and I bring the best one to the program. Excuse me, I must have some of this tea. So, you can get involved because you can send me messages on Facebook at JM Talk. You can send me an email to joelmaholicradio at gmail.com. You can send me your story to wombat at joelmaholic.com. These are all the different ways that you can get stories to me to be considered for Wombat of the Week. Let's call it audience participation. So that's how you do that. So that's where we're at right now is we're at that point. Last week it was the human Kenda with 60 plus surgeries. This week it is a couple from Camillus, New York back in late 
May, not too long ago, they had to take drastic measures to get their 30-year-old son to move out on his own. So, uh, the problem is, is that he would not leave. So, you probably saw this in the news. You probably know that there's two sides to this. Like, there's two sides to everything else. I'm going to try to walk down the center, but let's talk about this. Mark and Christina Rotondo tried for months to get their adult son, Michael, to leave the house. He's been living there rent-free for eight years after he moved back in when he lost his job. So, between February and March... The couple gave Michael five written letters requesting him to leave. Every letter ignored. Uh, so, uh, Mark Rotondo wrote to his son in a notice that was filed in, with the Onondaga court, County Court. After a discussion with your mother, we have decided that you must leave this house immediately. You have 14 days to vacate. You will not be allowed to return. We will make whatever actions are necessary to enforce this decision. So, <laughs> to show how serious they were, they sent him another letter warning him that legal action will take place if he did not leave on his own. And now, or then, because this happened a little bit ago, they actually had to take him to court. They had to take him to court to get him evicted. And I don't know, did anyone else see a problem problem with this? I mean, okay, so uh, I, I paid attention to a lot of discussion out there online on both sides. Everyone's got fair points. Listen, everyone's got a point. Everyone's point is valid as far as I'm concerned. Okay, I know not many people think like that. Many people think like, well, uh, your point sucks. Uh, you don't like my point, so I don't want to talk to you anymore. Whatever. Everyone has valid points. Okay, so there's there are... Uh, major points being made about, well, you shouldn't have to sue your kids to get them out of the house. Obviously, at 30 years old, you're mature enough. Get out. So then there's the argument, well, well, if he can't find a job that helps, him, that helps and assists him in living under this day and age and this economic environment. and Okay, so I get that too. Okay, so I do understand both parties' arguments. But let's look at the what I think is 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 the the issue here. Okay, you have a thirty year old living with the parents, rent free, doesn't do any chores, doesn't help out, doesn't do anything for eight years. Okay, that is a big problem. I understand the economic fabric, and our children lived here well into their adult years. And, yeah, I mean, it, it, there's pressure on both parties. But to live doing nothing, paying nothing, not lifting a finger to do anything, that's freeloading. You're a bum. Sorry, you're a bum. You know, it, it, your parents raised you, clothed you, fed you, schooled you, did all these things for you. And so, when you're 30 years old, still taking advantage of that? That's an, that, that, that's an issue. That's an issue. 
And of course, there were people making the argument, well, what if they're going to need him in their senior years? Well, if he's a bum now, what's he going to do for them when they need him and when they're, you know, even further along in life? What's he going to do? He's not doing anything now. That's a pure demonstration of not willing to help. If you're not willing to help while you're freeloading now, then I'm sorry, but those parents can probably expect nothing later in life if they need it. Not from him. Not from him. Nothing. You get nothing. So... Okay, so uh, this is... I want to read this. A legal enforcement procedure... Uh, written like this. Michael Joseph Rotundo, you are hereby evicted from 408 Weatheridge Drive, Camillus, New York. Effective immediately. This is what the letter read. You have there here, therefore, heretofore, heretofore, what does heretofore mean? You are heretofore being our guest and there is no lease or agreement that gives you any right to stay here without consent. A legal enforcement procedure will be instituted immediately if you do not leave by 15 March. So, uh, to further entice Michael, they offered him $1,100 to help him get out on his own. They gave him advice on how to land a job. But still, just doing nothing. He brushed his warnings aside, doesn't do any chores, no nothing. But because New York state law protects family members, the couple couldn't simply just evict their son like they were putting into these letters. So they had to follow up on their word and they went through the ejectment proceeding in court to get him out of the home. Now their son tried to get the case thrown out on the grounds that his parents had not given him the legally required six months to leave. Oh my God, kid. Serving as his own lawyer, Michael defended himself by saying he was never expected to help out around the house or contribute to expenses. <sighs> Can you say deadbeat? Uh, so leading up to the hearing, uh, Michael did tell the New York Post that the suit had made living with his parents less than ideal. Good! Listen. If you're 30 years old and you're living with your parents, listen, parents out there, okay, there's two sides of the argument. You're never going to win an argument, okay? So here's what you do. You want them out, start walking around the house naked. You know what I mean? Start, uh, you know, having like, uh, uh, what they used to call it, suck face marathons around the kids. I mean, you know, there's ways to push them out. There's ways to push them out. A guy I used to work with said that his ideal way of getting the kids to not want to stay uh, out, outstay their welcome when they became adults was walking around naked with just a, uh, a construction hard helmet, hard hat on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so there's ways. Okay. To you parents out there dealing with the problem. Now to you kids, you, you deadbeats out there. Uh, stop. Okay. If, if it's that bad, if you're so lazy you can't get some job that gets you out on your own, I understand that there's an economic issue here. Then contribute. Contribute and be a contributing member of the household. 
It's tough on the parents, cleaning up after you, cooking for you, while your lazy ass does nothing. So, if you have to be there, then be there. Holy. Not just in part. And not the bad part. Pony up some dough, get a job, and get out. So, I tried to walk down the center, but I do side with the parents. More so than I do with the adults living at home. And I, I that's just the way I view it. And that, he is your Wombat of the Week. Michael is your Wombat of the Week this week. For making your parents take you to court... To get you out of the house. And if you don't see the problem with that. Then I then I feel sorry for you too. You know. This could have been avoided. I'm not saying that they should take them to court to get them out. What I'm saying is. If you have to be there for whatever reason. Make all the efforts. Make all the efforts. Otherwise, you're just kicking dirt in your parents' face. And there's your Wombat of the Week. And that brings us right up to the end of the show. So obviously, I want to thank everybody for listening. I hope you enjoyed tonight's content. Please send me a message. Let me know you're out there. Say hey. Say what's going on. Uh, Send me questions if you want like Chad did. Uh, I want to thank Chad again from Phoenix for not only tuning in, but tuning in for so long and uh, and allow me to uh, read his, his email on the air and uh, on the air give out the advice so other people can share in that piece of information. So stop by and see me at joelmahalik.com and listen to the podcast there and then stop on over to Spreaker if you want to grab him and put him on CD. Follow me on Facebook at JM Talk and follow me at Twitter at WQYB Radio. So until next Sunday, I want to say and wish you uh, a good week. Be good to each other. Pick up your trash. And I will catch you all next week on the Joel Mahalik Show. Good night, everybody. (laughs) 